Welcome to the Amy Edwards Show. I'm your host, Amy. Ah, how are you? <laughs> well, I hope you're doing well. Um, I'm so excited today because we're going to bring you a best of episode. And one of the reasons that I'm doing this is because the show is transforming. The show is changing. One of the things I wanted at the beginning was to partner with a network. And I am so glad I did. I elevated the show. I actually stepped into using my own name and stepped into a lot of things that I was very excited about. So it was good in so many ways. But the network has shut shut down. They are no more. And it was abrupt. And so as it was abrupt, we are readjusting, figuring out our new studio. And I'm really excited about what this is going to grow into. And so here we are. And you know what? That's the way it goes sometimes. Sometimes life just throws things in our path. And we have to find that alignment back with trust. And that's so much of what I had to do. I'll be talking more about that on this coming Monday's episode, which I'm very excited to talk about. So those Monday episodes are going to still be coming regularly like clockwork. So if you haven't signed up for the newsletter, please do. It's on my website at amyedwards.com and I'll keep you up to date. And in the meanwhile, I'm still recording some new interviews, which I'm very excited about. I have one with Kim Anami, the vaginal weightlifter that is going to blow your mind. I have one coming up with uh, Jamie Villalobos, who just wrote the book Happy and Strong that comes out May 17th. Very excited about that. So anyway, we've got incredible things coming up on the show. So that is not going to change. But one of the things that is so amazing are all the things that we have learned on this show. And today in this Best of episode, it's Kimmy Inch. Kimmy is a friend of mine who I'm just so happy to call her a friend. Sometimes I have to pinch myself because she's so incredible and has so much knowledge. So I really hope you enjoy this. I also revealed a few things about myself on this episode that I still can't believe that I revealed. So anyway, and we had a little spanking session at the end, which was so much fun. So I just am so excited to share this again. And for her, she had an episode just this year too where she revisited because she's a friend of the show. She can come on anytime and share her knowledge. She and Casey Neal, who she has Eros and Kink and more is what they're morphing their business into being called. So they came on and talked about the power of dirty talk. We didn't call it dirty talk. We just, we talked about more conscious kink, more somatic healing, and it's just incredible. So Anyway, I offer you this episode and I hope you enjoy it. And remember that we're going to be coming back to you better than ever. And I'm so excited about that. So thank you for being with me. Thank you for being here. I'm just so grateful, so grateful to even be sitting here still. So uh, I'm so excited to offer you this episode. Remember to write a review on Apple Podcasts. It makes a huge difference or on Spotify, wherever you're listening. It totally matters as we continue to grow the show, which we are. So let's get to today's episode with Kimmy Inch on how to bring more conscious kink into your life and how it can change your life. Oh, I'm so excited about the interview today. This is a friend of mine and you're going to fall madly in love and then you're going to bow down and do what she tells you to do. (laughs) It's Kimmy Inch. Kimmy is a dominatrix and a somatic healer and a specialist in conscious kink. So I'm going to recap this too at the end, but you can find her anywhere at Kimmy Inch. That's K-I-M-I. 
I-N-C-H, KimmyInch.com. Kimmy Inch, you've blown up on TikTok, your Instagram, you are on Facebook at Eros Kink Love. YouTube is Dommy Dolls. That's D-O-M-I, like Dominatrix Dolls, D-O-L-L-Z. And did I miss anything, Kimmy? You covered everything. Did I? Okay, good. Because I mean, maybe I want to, maybe I want to make a mistake. I reward for good behavior as well. Oh, you do? something called punishments. So (laughs) instead of punishment, we could punishment you. Oh, my God. And you're doing a good job. (laughs) Punishment. I should mention that you are part comedian, too, because your stuff that you share is so funny. And I I just love your whole message and everything about you. I'm so glad that we connected. And thank you for saying yes and being here today. It's my pleasure. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Good. Okay. First things first, we're going to light a little Palo Santo. We're going to cleanse our space just a tiny bit because... um. Because, you know, I just want to be really intentional. I've been doing this in the first two also, just really intentional about everything. I've jumped into episodes before where I wasn't. And mm-hmm. I just think that if we are conscious mm-hmm. about all these things all the time, then we can get in those habits, right? It's like I'm all about building habits. And the more I keep doing them, um, which I am which I talked about last week, then the, the easier it gets, right? So um, intention-wise... You know, what are you coming in with today? What are you feeling? Well, my intention is to share my gifts, to be in my body, to open my heart and to have fun. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That is so much everything that you're about. And and me too. You know what? I'm about sharing my gifts and lifting other voices up. Mm. And so, and just expanding our minds all mm. the time. And I think that you are so key for that. I know that you are, right? Thank so, what, you know, we're going to talk today about conscious kink and like you wanted to talk about how to implement that, which I'm totally into. And the broader topic, I think for me comes down to a lot about trust in these instances and trusting mm. ourselves. And you touched too in our intake form when we when I asked you a few questions about deeper connection. And there's so much trust involved with that too, right? Absolutely. And, and then also I want to get into like just getting out of a rut, you know, and you said, I think experiencing more eroticism mm. and exciting times in your sexual nature and and how that can reflect in our daily lives too. So I know that's a lot. So let's just step back and um and start a little bit with some conscious kinks since we're talking about staying conscious. Yes. So just let's talk. So let's talk kink. Um mm-hmm. kink for those that don't know is just the unconventional in sex. It can be something as light as you know, doing a little role playing, dressing up in a French maid's uniform and, you know, having a little bit of fun that way, or it could be a lot more intense and heavier. It could involve things like whips, chains, uh, bondage, domination, submission, and all things like that. But there's a wide spectrum of what kink can be and what it can encompass. And I think people get in, in their heads that it's, it's one, one particular thing. thing. What right. was your first experience with it? Do you have a first experience? I do. So, um, I mean, when I first started experimenting, I didn't even know I was being kinky. But when I was starting to have sex and have boyfriends, you know, I thought, is this it? Like, let's spice it up. Let's, you know, tie each other up and let's maybe sm- smack each other in the ass, you know. And my boyfriends were young at that age and they were like, I'm just glad to be here. I don't really care about <laughs> the bells like, and whistles. <laughs> But yeah, there was always a longing to sort of see what else is there. And when I started DJing and I was DJing at these fetish parties, that's how I got introduced to the whole lifestyle. And I 
first was attracted by the amazing outfits that people were wearing, but then I noticed just the openness and, you know, the kindness that I, I found in these sort of gatherings. And I was so fascinated by the way that people can just sort of dive into their own imaginations to create the sort of sexual experience that they crave. And, um, I was like, yeah, this is something that I've always sort of been interested in and didn't have a name for it. And when I found out that's kink, I was like, all right, sign me up. I guess I'm kinky. Um, yeah. That's before then I thought it was just, you know, bring out the gimp, Pulp Fiction, like hoods and masks and thing. And I, yeah, I realized that there's so much more to that. It's a real, real expression um, of who we are. And I, I realized that that aspect of ourselves gets overlooked a lot. It does. Mm. I, you know what, as I said that to you about the first time too, I started like kind of thinking like what mine was and yeah. something came up for me. I can't oh, believe I'm going to tell this, hear. but this is all, that's what the show is all about. Oh my God. So, and I guess this counts, but I want to know. Okay. So, um, when I was like in elementary school, like we used to, me and another girl, I, there were a couple different girls. We would kind of like role play and act out like sexual situations, like not have sex or get naked. But yeah. I mean, there was definitely an element of like curiosity and kind of like you would keep it hidden. Like it was something that you felt like you were doing wrong. Does that count? Oh, it totally counts. Oh my God. <laughs> part of the attraction of kink is the sort of taboo nature that it yeah. has because yeah. so often we grow up in families that don't really talk about sex, let alone kink. Oh, I mine mean, didn't. Right. Oh, God, no. no. So that's where a lot mm -hmm. of sometimes these things begin to form. Um, and that curiosity is such a natural human quality that we all have. And yeah, so even as kids having a little bit of make-believe, who doesn't make-believe when they're kids? And it's sort of make-believe for adults too. You it know? is. And yeah. like a part of me kind of feels embarrassed a little mm. bit sometimes, but you know, what do you tell people to push them through that? Yeah. So when I'm working with clients that are dealing with anything around sexual shame or any sort of trauma around that, it's really good for them to reclaim their humanity in a sense, because again, we are curious creatures. We crave adventure. We crave to learn and grow and expand and to share ourselves with others and for connection and all of these things that unfortunately we've learned through society that we have to be careful of or protect or that it's wrong or bad, right? Mm -hmm. So kind of digging through all of the junk that is put upon us from the outside and getting back to the core of who we are and embracing those qualities of being curious and being adventurous and having imagination. Super important when you're starting on this journey because you can't look to your partner to fulfill you in certain ways. You have to sort of fill yourself and bring that person to your into your relationships, into the the sort of dynamics that you want to pursue. I'm glad you mentioned that because mm. like one of the things that really kind of has irritated me over the years as I've gotten older is like, like women in particular will pigeonhole themselves into like, well, I'm a mom now, you know, yeah. and just like these roles and you just they, oh, like man. so many times people ignore. Haven't you seen that? Mm -hmm. I've seen it with so many people and they'll just ignore these huge parts of our human nature. Mm -hmm. And sexuality is such a huge part of who we are. And, um, and that's why I, I wrote down, like when you, when you wrote, you know, exciting eroticism in there, mm -hmm. like it made me think about how many times we get into a rut 
you know, and yeah. I've done it. Mm-hmm. Had, I mean, like, Absolutely. what do you say? So you when say? I say, so when we talk about the erotic, we're sort of tapping into a certain kind of energy called Eros energy, you know, and that Eros no, energy. That sounds yeah, good though. Eros energy okay. is this potent energy that is uh, equated to sexual desire and love, but it's more than that. It's a sense of aliveness. It's creativity. It's creation. It's power. It's all of these things. And it doesn't necessarily have to translate into sexual intercourse, but it's this sort of aliveness that when we cultivate it, we're able to channel it any way we want, whether it's pursuing a sexual adventure with a partner or whether it's writing a novel. I mean, it's it's a really uh, important quality that I really try to get my clients tapped into. And when we get married or when we get into a sort of a repetition in our relationships, you know, things get stagnant and it's like, okay, I can blame my partner for that. Or I might have to look inward and figure out what am I doing? That's maybe deadening that energy. And how can I reignite that part of myself and hopefully inspire my partner in return? Yeah. Um, And that's so important. You know, I think when we start getting stagnant and too familiar then things sort of get stale and then people get divorced or cheat or all these other things that happen uh, along with it. All of it for me. I mean, all of it. And, yeah. and, and like that stagnancy, like that's one thing that I've just prioritized in what I'm looking for, like in a mate. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I've been studying like sex magic some, and cool. like, that's what I'm going to talk about in my intro too, is just like, even just by yourself, you know, what you can create and focus on And I'm looking for somebody that, you know, wants to explore that too. Mm. And I think that that, I don't, I mean, there's probably a lot of people that don't know how to get their partner involved in it. So what do you tell them? Like if they're, if they're already in a relationship, like I'm looking for it actively and I'm like, okay, can I find somebody that we connect on this with? But, um, yeah. The two number one questions I get almost 20 times a day, if, if not more. Really? How, number one is how do I find a partner to be sexually adventure with, uh, adventurous with. And the number two question is, I'm in a relationship. Yeah. How do I get my partner on board? And, you know, if I had the perfect answer, I'd be a billionaire, <laughs> honestly, because everybody's searching for these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I usually tell people is that, you know, you're a firm believer in manifestation and you're totally. creating your own destiny, right? So there's this idea around really cultivating that energy of Eros that I was talking about, but also getting really a clear understanding of who you are in your sexual orientation and what mm-hmm. your desires and fantasies are. I feel like the more you educate yourself, the more you're comfortable with yourself, the more you do any healing that needs to happen from any past traumas, especially related to sex, that needs to happen. And when you feel you fill yourself up in this way where you're healthy, confident, empowered. I believe you can attract that in your partner and you can sort of inspire your partner in that way. When you come to your partner and babe, I want to explore things with you. Like I have some ideas I'd love to share and you're my, you're my person and I want to be able to share everything yeah. with you. Are you willing to hear me out? Can we talk about it? And you know what? Mm. That's like self-growth though. That's mm. the self-growth that you're going to be doing. And then you might mm. grow to a point where you outgrow that person it's if they're possible. not going to grow with you. That's true. And then you have to make the hard decision mm. of whether or not if there's something, certain things that feel really important in your life, sex wise, and your partner's not willing to even discuss it or accommodate it in any way. Like I tell people, don't expect your partner to jump fully into every request Mm -hmm. you have, but are they willing to have a dialogue around it and find some sort of middle ground? So maybe they need a little time to feel safe in that exploration as well. If they're not willing to even try 
then you have to decide, you have to make that decision. Um, are my desires, kinks, fantasies, uh, can I live without them? Um, and if so, Oof, that's okay. Ouch. But that's a choice. It's yeah, always a choice. A no choice. one's a victim, right? So that's the thing that I always say. Um, to, to clients that, yeah, you have to just be really clear on what that is, because I believe we can have it all if we're, if we're clear and, and grounded in ourselves. Clear. I'm yeah. getting clear and grounded. And clear. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So let's go a little further yeah. into like, once you're implementing it and creating that deeper connection and the trust that you can feel and how that healing and or how doing that work can spill out into your life too. Yeah. So it's interesting when we talk about things like safety, like creating a safe space is really important. And I'm not, here to uh, disregard safety. It's totally foundational. There's no way that I would say that it isn't. However, I do think there's this like real emphasis on self-protection where it's sort of linked to our ego. Like, oh, I don't want to look dumb or I don't want to yeah. feel awkward. I don't know. So, right. So, Big time. so there is a little bit of risk taking that has to take place in order to understand if we can have trust with the partner. And that takes right trust in yourself first. Like I, knowing that no matter what happens, I will be okay. I mm -hmm. will learn from it. There's something will ha happen and I'll get through it either way. Even if I'm disappointed, even if I'm upset or if I get hurt, and that's just a huge lesson in life. That so whole true. I will be okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and having that trust within yourself to be willing to take these risks to sort of create a, an opportunity to see, like, hey, like let's let's do an experiment and and see what happens and have that sense of curiosity. I think trust, curiosity are super like linked together. I never thought of that. Yeah. I, I never really thought about that, but yeah. I agree mm -hmm. when you mention that. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then bringing that to a partner, um, I feel like it helps them relax a little bit, you know, and helps them feel like, okay, maybe I can meet you in this place. What's that vulnerability mm, a little bit where you're absolutely. just allowing yourself to be like, okay, this is probably weird, you know, but here's what it's I It's always like. weird the first time. It's always weird the first time. God, you know? I know. And it's interesting. And after the first time, it's like, oh, I didn't die. Everything's okay. That was actually kind of fun. Maybe I'll try it again. Maybe I'll give it another shot, you know, six months down the road. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, balls to the wall, just like going into it. You know, yeah. it's funny. Like that's, so one of those things I tell people, you know, you got to, crawl before you walk, you got to walk before you run, like all these sort of things. It's steps and like to be gentle with yourself in the, the place that you are in your journey. Well, because it can yeah. heal this shame that you can feel around mm -hmm. that, right? right. Like, That's so true. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of shame. I mean, you know, that we live in a repressive society, not as bad as a lot of other countries and places, right. but there's still a, an error around that. What's repressive about our society? Yeah. I mean, in your opinion. Well, I think that there just needs to be more discussions around, you know, being curious about our bodies. I mean, people get shamed as as young as, you know, being two, three, four years old, and they're just kind of curious about what what's this part here, yeah. you know, and yeah. that's all it is. It's not really even sexualized and they get shamed. Some, some people get hit, like, you know, all of these sort of things happen where they learn at a very young age is like, I'm not okay. Yeah. Like something I'm wrong. Something's wrong with me. A big time. I mean, like yeah. even I have two daughters <sighs> and I'm like, how do I really, you know, talk about this with them? Yeah. So my daughter would probably kill me for telling this, but I'm going to tell it anyway. <laughs> she's not going to listen. So she's 15 and yeah. uh, she was like laying in my bed one day and, um, did I tell you this? I don't think I've no. told you this. And she, something was in my bed. And of course it was a vibrator. And she was like, she was like, I'm laying on mom. She goes, mom, what is that? And I was like, Oh, sorry, sorry. I forgot. So I moved it out of the way. Right. And, and, um, 
And she was like traumatized and horrified. Mommy's special friend. So I know, Mommy's <laughs> special friend. So I went in the bathroom, then I peeped back out of the bathroom and I was like, you know, if you ever wanted your own, that's an option. Oh, yeah. I decided, somebody else had said that to me too, because she had found it one time before and they were like, maybe you should teach her that there's no shame attached to that. Mm. And I was like, you're right. Uh, why should there be for any woman? Yeah. And so um, I decided to shift the conversation and she, I was like, you know, if you want one, we can, we can get you your own. Mm -hmm. And just, I was like, and she was like, really? And I was like, really? Absolutely. Yeah. You can just go on Amazon. You can pick it out. I'm not even going to pay attention to it. We'll just make sure it's ordered. And she was like, and then a few days later, she was like, you remember what we talked about? And I was like, yeah. And she yeah. was like, she picked something out. And I just felt like that was like shifting it into a way healthier way and modeling Absolutely. something. Like, I don't want it to be like a, a point of shame, mm -hmm. any of it. And that secrecy is linked to the shame, right? Is that I have yep. to hide this because if I don't, then I'm going to be shamed. I'm going to be Bad. rejected. Mm -hmm. Embarrassed, yeah, rejected. Embarrassed, all of yep. these things. Yeah. But um, our society so does that. It mm -hmm. does that to girls, especially. especially. Like it's way more, um, it seems like it's way more in the conversation we talk about dudes jacking off or whatever, right? <laughs> right. In it? Absolutely. So, um, so anyway, I'm hoping, you know, as we can move forward, we can heal some of those things in our society, mm -hmm. but, um, you and know, it's so interesting to too, because that, trying to like, you know, control, um, you know, the children's curiosity and stuff like it just sort of creates even more of a charge around it, like yeah. in a sense, like, but when you allow it to flow and you allow the, the conversation to ensue and like to meet them in that place, it actually kind of takes that, uh, like zing out of it and you, you can come to a place of like, I don't know, just sort of relaxation and like openness and it just feels so much better than the like, you know, like sort of feeling that you get when you're like bad, 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 which is still going to come up because we have so many things in our society that automatically trigger these judgments, like yeah. whether it's social media or whatever. So being able to relax into it and, and even just, even just like, I mean, we could get started on just the repression that we have in movies and everything else where violence is so accepted and sex is not, you know, which just pisses me off to no end. And I'm sure you too. Oh yeah. Anyway, sorry. That's a whole nother tangent. So let's, um, rein it back. Cause I want to keep talking about that deep, deep connection and, um, and the elements of trust and then the somatic healing too, mm. because as you are recently, you have completed your somatic healer licensing. Mm -hmm. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Certification. Certification. Uh -huh. I'm sorry. No, okay. Yeah. So, um, I can you, can you touch on how those fit together? Sure. So the type of sorry. healing work I do is called somatic therapy mm -hmm. and it incorporates using, um, about the body, the breath and mind emotions, all of the things that make up a, a human being and an individual. We, we believe in order to help heal someone and empower someone, you have to meet them fully in, in all aspects. So I started doing, um, my education in this field. And I started to see how this could easily link to incorporating aspects of kink and BDSM. And I wanted to sort of mold them together and create a, an environment where people can specifically work on things around their sexuality, especially things around their sexual fantasies, the origin of it, any shame, any trauma or abuse that's happened in the past, and help them have a space where they can uh, explore and and learn about themselves. So basically someone would come to me, they have something they want to work on or they want to explore in a safe environment. We work with the body. I, I go through an intake process where I learn about their background, family, medical, and especially their sexual background and histories. And 
through that uh, building of the foundation, eventually we come to a place of engaging in these conscious kink sessions. And they're similar to kink sessions, but the participants involved do so in a way that moves really slowly. There's a lot of awareness. There's a lot of space for people to explore any thoughts, feelings, emotions that come up while they're in the act of playing. So there's a lot of like sort of stop and pause. Oh. Let's breathe. Let's take a moment. For and example, so then you delve into like what's behind that. Yeah. Ooh, that sounds deep. Because it gets emotional. And sometimes when yeah. people just get carried away by the moment, which is great. Don't get me wrong. Getting carried away by the moment is amazing, but it's also really amazing to have a good understanding of yourself in that process because you can have more choice when you have more understanding of these things. So if someone was interested in experimenting with bondage or with getting spanked and things like that, you know, I can take them through that experience in a really slow, safe, way and we take pause and I say, you know, how are you feeling in your body? You know, what sort of things are coming up as this happens? And people start to access a lot of emotions and sometimes a lot of memories and feelings that are linked to all of these things. Oh, I have no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. The first time I got spanked, I can't believe the things I'm telling you today. <laughs> yes, so but I might as well. Um that's what this podcast is, is me telling things. Yay. Um yeah, the first time I got spanked, I was like, I was like early, I was like maybe around 20, 21. I yeah. was in a car yeah. with a guy and we hooked up and he wanted to spank me. And um, I started crying. Yeah. <gasps> and I didn't know what I still do, I'm not sure. I've thought a lot about that. But mm. so how could somebody, if, if they have a situation like that, how mm. could you do that on your own? Is there a way to kind of like, is there like a, I don't know, just like a little um little mm. pamphlet guide that somebody could follow to do a little bit of by this themselves. work or to touch on some of this work, like if, like me, yeah. like if I was going to touch on some work by myself, how could I do that? So some of the things I do, because a lot of the stuff is online right now that I'm doing and not everyone has a partner that's coming to the, the right. classes that I teach. Right. right. So there's a lot of visualization exercises you can go through and mindfully um, thinking about your fantasies in a way that's not just like to necessarily just get off by thinking about it, but to actually have an experience where you're exploring your fantasies, but how is it making you feel? What sort of sensations, physical sensations are happening in your body? I'm sure there might be senses of arousal, but there could be other things. Oh, my throat's closing up. It feels a little tight or mm -hmm. uh, my stomach is kind of doing flip-flops. My heart's racing. Like, you know, and get curious about all these different sensations because it's the body just trying to give you information. And right? what is that information? Mm, like when it gets like- for everybody, you yeah. know? Yeah, it's different for everybody. And some people can look into it and feel into it. Is this a sensation linked to stress or fear or excitement or inadequacy? Like it could be linked to all of these different things. But starting that inquiry is really kind of a cool thing to do because then when you do come with a partner um, and you guys play together, you have the sort of knowledge to help teach them. So they can even take your experience further and further each time you play. So all of and this what would knowledge. That mean? What would that mean? Yeah. So if you're playing with a partner and you're able to explain or discuss with them, you know, this is uh, things that I really enjoy. And this is what happens in my body when it does that. And sometimes these emotions come up. And if I start crying out of nowhere, it's okay. It's actually good release <laughs> for me. And your partner's not going to be like, oh God, what did I do? Oh my God, you want me to stop? Yeah. You have like, you have all this knowledge <clears throat> to share with your partner so they can feel safe that they can, we we're talking about trust earlier. They can feel safe in knowing that they can trust that you are going to take care of yourself and that you can let them know if anything's wrong. And you can actually help them 
in the process of getting you off and vice versa, right? So like it becomes a sort of partnership, this teamwork where you're able to sort of bring a lot to the table. They can bring their stuff to the table and you know how to sort of work together in that way. Do that sort of kinky tango, oh my so God. to speak. I yeah. want a relationship like that so bad. I know. It's really, really We beautiful. all deserve that. We do. We yes. Do. I mean, what do you see in people once they start to do this? Like, what do you see like blossom with them? So when you are in a relationship and you're starting to use consciousness and your sexual exploration, and especially in kink, it really strengthens your communication. It deepens your intimacy. It, uh, you know, builds even further trust, of course. And yeah, I mean, obviously it's, it's going to intensify the sexual relationship for sure, because you have all of these options and I'm just a girl that likes options. I don't know about you, <laughs> I love but it's options. nice. Yeah. Love options. I just know that I can, and if it's willing and my partner's willing, it's just good to know. So there's a freedom in that, you know, yeah, yeah. and being able to surrender and let go in uh, that space is so liberating. And a lot of people get a lot of per performance anxiety. They feel like they have to we must orgasm or this was for nothing, you know, like there's all these like m belief systems that don't serve us. And when you start moving past that and concentrating on the experience and the connection and things like that, it's like a beautiful opening. Ah. Yeah. Very tantric with, uh, you know, the elements of the consciousness and yeah, the breathing and the being in your body and the communication. Yeah. It's all sort of mixed together. Oh, mm -hmm. I like that you're talking about that. Cause so many times you do think about like orgasm or finishing or whatever. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah. And so so this is more about just all the sensations, like yeah. Okay. And I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm the I'm type of girl myself. I'm like, okay, let me let me make sure I got that in my head. Right? And I'm not trying to brag, but I I can oh, I can get brag. off I can get off really easy. So <laughs> okay. like, it's not hard to get me off. So I'm looking for more than just getting off physically. Like I'm looking for like I want my like my mind to explode. I want my heart to explode. I want like I want to feel like everything through my fingertips and toes. Like uh -huh. you know, like those are the sort of experiences I'm looking for. It doesn't necessarily have to be a genital orgasm in order for me to look back and say, oh, that was a good time. That's not how I sort of measure a, a good experience when it comes to intimacy. You Ooh, know what I mean? I love yeah. that. We should yeah. all shift into that. <laughs> I mean, I've definitely done it because as a woman, I mean, like when I'm with a new partner or something, you don't always come, you know, yeah, you're not. Yeah. And, yeah, um, it happens. and like, I'll get up in my head about whatever, mm -hmm. or are they looking at me or, you know, whatever my, my stomach's saggy. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, but I can really enjoy it. Right. And so I think that that's important, an important message to put out for people that it can be, uh, you can explore it and enjoy it in so many other ways. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. yeah. I don't get hung up on it having to look a certain way, you know, it's, it's more know. about, yeah, being able to, it's explore. easier said than done. Sometimes. I know. I know. And with all the like porn and, and, and I like porn, don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking porn. But right. You, you have a sort of standard that people think they have to live up to in order right. to be a good lover. And it's so not about that at all. You know, I know. And, and with women, especially, you know, uh, I tell people like you got to have that self deep connection and be able to access that erotic energy on your own and then bring that fullness to your partner. If they bring their fullness to you, that's fucking fireworks. It's fireworks. You know what I mean? And that's the the stuff I live for. So, yes. and kink is just another tool in our tool belt. So I tell people like, yes, there are some people that really um, need kink to get aroused and climax. Like there's a certain set of people that, you know, it's a bit more for them than just a tool in their tool belt. But for most of us, it is an option. It is a tool. And, um, doing so consciously, yeah, it can open up a lot of doors. And, and I think being able to 
create the sex life and the fantasy world that you want to create is really empowering and really exciting, you know? It is. Mm. And you even said it can create long lasting change, right? Oh yeah. And I asked you about like transformative experiences in your own life. So I wanted to, let's get into that a little bit because you said you've had a lot, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And you just said the inner work that you've done in therapy and earth shattering revelations. So let's talk about, let's talk a little bit about your own experiences and like the changes that you've seen in yourself. I see as a professional dominatrix, it wasn't by chance I became interested in doing this work. I love the idea of being my own boss, but also I love the idea of being the queen, you know, getting spoiled, doing, calling the shots. You know, there was all these aspects Mm -hmm. of being a dominatrix that first attracted me to it. And on a surface level, it was like this powerful position that I get to, you know, be in charge. But in my own personal life, I was very interested in being dominated, feeling overwhelmed, you know, having someone take charge. And in my own experience, I was not really clear on what that was about. And I could maybe sometimes attract partners that didn't really understand the sacredness of that dynamic and maybe used it as an advantage for them or didn't really um, see me in that place fully. For sure. Um, So I'd be in a lot of disappointing relationships because of that. I wasn't really aware of what was going on in myself. And as I started doing my own healing work, I once took this um, workshop where they did something called family constellations. And it's this practice where somebody will sort of go into um, something that happened in their history and people stand in as different family members, et cetera. But this was actually a sexual fantasy uh, family constellations. So well, people in the group. <laughs> that sounds like it's crossing in, a few boundaries that I don't know. <laughs> no, it's so much fun. There's no okay. nudity. There's no actual okay. sex, but okay. I came in so and I said, that? I have this fantasy. Like I want to be dominated. I want, um, you know, someone to tie me up, spank me and do all of these things. And so members of the group were sort of standing in and like, uh, trying to create this fantasy for me. And, and one of the members just came up to me, grabbed me by my face, looked me deep in the eyes and said, I'm here and you're going to stay here with me. And I like, he just had all his focus on me and it just really grounded me into my body. And I felt this like full presence from this man. And I realized that, yeah, I do like getting spanked. I do like getting tied up. But what really gets me going is feeling a full presence of my partner and feeling that safety in that place. And that the bells and whistles of getting spanked and stuff was just icing on the cake. But what I was really craving was for that real deep presence and connection with another um, in a sense of, you know, them sort of taking the lead and and I could just let go and fall into it. And that shit like blew my mind. And I was like, people need to experience this in a deeper level because it's really eye opening. You start to realize who am I attracting into my world? Like what sort of sexual partners am I attracting? Are they fulfilling me? What's going on within myself if they're not? Like, and once I started to shift that sort of stuff inside of me, I started attracting more amazing, uh, sexual partners and kinky partners even, you know? Um, and yeah, that sort of exploration just really changed my life in that way. Yeah, for sure. I've been listening to, um, a podcast not too long ago from Ben Greenfield or something like that. He interviewed Jamie Wheel. And uh, are you familiar with Jamie Wheel? I'm not. Um, we'll have to look up uh, his book, but he's got a new one called Recapturing the Rapture. And it, yeah, but it's I've all about, yeah, book, it's yeah. all about stacking these things. And it's about getting like intensely present with somebody and combining mm-hmm. it with music, breath work, the sexuality, the pain, the pleasure, and all those things. But I, th- I love what you have 
brought up there because the, the interviewer, Ben, was saying how much he and his wife do a lot of eye gazing and things like that that can mm-hmm. make you really uncomfortable, but that makes you damn present. Mm-hmm. And I, I've never had a partner like that that is in it to to be there. And um, and I think that uh, those are just some simple tactics that we can use. But I love, I love that you said that was your transformative experience because I could really put myself in that and understand exactly what you're saying. Like be I love that. fucking present. There's a great exercise partners can do with each other where one sort of leads the experience and the other receives. And the partner can like start touching parts of the body slowly. And the one receiving the touch will continuously say yes, every couple seconds. Yes, yes. And when it turns into a no, and they say no, because for whatever reason, that's not what they're looking for. The partner says, thank you. That's the response. And then they can, they switch it up and do Whoa. something differently. So if the, the partner giving the touch might even do like a light tap on the cheek to sort of indicate, is this something that you'd like me to increase? And the partner can say, maybe, and you wait and you just allow the person to check in with themselves, feel into their bodies and be a hell yes. Cause so often we run over ourselves and we're not always a hell yes. And if you're not a hell yes, you're a no. So mm-hmm. you have to sort of take that time to really feel into. And, and then if you say no or yes, your partner accommodates whichever the one is. And it's a slow practice to be able to really tune in because sometimes we just run over ourselves. We have this sort of like fuck it, let's just do it sort of attitude. But a lot of people sometimes walk away from that with a little sense of regret or remorse or like, I wasn't really a fool. Yes. Or something didn't feel right about that. And I just pushed myself into it. And it's this idea of like bringing all of yourself into something, right? Yeah. That's when you get the most out of the experience. So taking that time, it's a great exercise for couples and even new players are new people experimenting with each other. If they want to explore touch and different activities. They can go real slow mm-hmm. with their partner and their partner can keep checking in with themselves and say, yes, no, maybe. Um, I, you know yeah, what? That, I have, I've had an experience like that oh, with cool. someone, but I love that. I didn't know that tactic. Mm-hmm. And, um, he told me later, like he has sensitivity, like with his chest and you know, you wouldn't think so, but he told me why. And it was something that goes way back, but right. what a cool tactic to be able to like, and what a way to foster some trust. Yeah. And a deeper connection. Yes. That's yeah. So true. Especially in the beginning too. Um, and to take it slow and show that you're present anyway. I'm, I'm clearly very, very into I, this. I love that you're saying <laughs> that. Yeah. Cause it's so true when you run over parts of yourself, there's parts of you that say, I don't trust you. Like, I don't trust you self. Like you haven't always been there for me. You haven't <gasps> always taken care of me. Oh, we're talking about trusting ourselves. Yeah, oh, hell yeah. yeah. So that's a great exercise for an individual to build their own trust and to mm-hmm. have their no. Cause you can't really have a full yes if you don't have a no. So wait, I do that to myself. You can do well when you're working with the partner oh, okay, and you're okay, receiving okay. the touch. You can oh, keep checking. Okay. It could be about you, really, and trusting about yourself, you building your own mm-hmm. trust. And there's this idea of, uh, yeah, being able to have your no. So the stronger your no is, the more full and exciting and pleasurable your yes is going to be because like, you're but, sturdy in your no. Yeah, because yeah. they wouldn't be like, well, why don't you like it there? Yeah. Like they're not going to yeah, question they you. They won't. They'll just say thank you, right? You know, for the information. Yeah, oh. appreciated. Yeah, you just say thank you. You just say thank you if someone says no, and if they say maybe, you wait until they decide yes or no. Um, and yeah, that's a beautiful thing because uh, we don't really get taught how to wait well for people or, or ourselves even to like have our mm-hmm. fullness, our full yes. You and know? I know so many times I've accepted something that maybe I wasn't fully into, like mm-hmm. you were saying, like, but you know, you yeah. just go, well, it'll pass. You're like a, it'll pass oh, in a okay. second. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it'll be over yeah. in a minute. We'll move mm-hmm. on. 
<laughs> yeah. And it sort of taints the energy a little bit, you know, just like sort of piece by piece. It yeah. Does. So yeah, it's yeah. something to be aware of. Oh, big time, mm -hmm. big time. Mm -hmm. Okay. What else do we need to touch on before, before we wrap up? Because I, I don't want to miss anything. Um, we've talked about conscious kink and how to implement, um, and this creating deeper connection, exciting eroticism. Is there anything else that you're feeling right now that we need to get into? Oh gosh. I mean, <laughs> I was just thinking, I'm sorry. I'm still thinking about the story you told me about the gentleman who spanked you in the car. Oh, tell me, and tell me, do we need say, to delve into that? Let's talk about I it. I was going to say that I've the, been spanked since and it's been great. That's so, amazing. And I did not cry. Good, good. But that one. Yeah. Well, I'm just, what brought, brought up for me <laughs> is these ideas of these, uh, like these acts, these kinky acts that happen, you know, that can be very physical, that also taps into the mental and emotional. So being spanked, for example, can have this symbolic feeling of, oh, this is what it's like to be dominated by another. But spanking can actually be a really fun way of awakening the body. Like we live so much in our heads, there's so much energy in our heads. When you start giving someone a good spanking, that energy sort of comes down into the rest of their body. I mm -hmm. mean, it's hard to think about bills and, and stuff when you're getting a good spanking. At least I hope you're not thinking about no. that. I've done two spanking, spanking tutorials with you and you have spanked me and yeah. it has been wonderful and I highly recommend it. Yeah. Recommend it. And when so. people discover like these kinky activities don't necessarily have to lead to sex or sexual stuff, um, but it can feel really good. It can be a nice release for the body. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the, the butt is just another erogenous zone like nipples and everything else, except it's covered with a layer of fat that you need to sort of penetrate harder through <laughs> smacking, but it's an erogenous zone and it's close proximity to the, to the genitals creates more sensitivity for orgasm. So what I'm basically trying to say is these kinky activities, you know, is not just for the act of being like, oh, someone's in charge or I'm, you know, submissive, it actually benefits the body in a lot of different ways. And being able to push those edges, um, yeah, kind of expands your container and tolerance for experience, like, and what you can take in. So well, that's what's so important to, to be educated mm -hmm. in that, what you just said, because right. I didn't know that at the time. Yeah. I didn't, I felt embarrassed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And ended up basically like kind of getting out of the car and running away. Oh, so I know it's so. a sad story, isn't it? But well, I'm glad um, you healed your relationship with spanking because it's fun, right? I did. Yeah. It took me a long time, I think. Mm -hmm. And then, mm, yeah, I mean, like over the years, it's been fine, but then got more conscious about it yeah. in the last year, I would say something yeah. like that. So, um, so yes, I have healed it and come a long way with that. And, and, and it made me think like, what did that bring up from, you know, my childhood? Cause when I grew up, spankings were still a thing, you know, <laughs> right, from too. your parents. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I maybe got two when I was growing up or something. Mm -hmm. So it was very much associated with doing something terribly wrong. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we have a lot of those associations <clears throat> and sometimes we can eroticize them because of, the intense feelings and emotions we had during the period that we were getting it for a bad reason, but mm -hmm. we can actually have control in our lives and bring it into a positive situation so we can heal that experience and make it into a positive, which I think is really fucking cool. It's really yeah. fucking cool yeah. and yeah. kind of amazing that and, we can do that. And I had my, my, my homegirls and me, we, we will spank each other because it just feels good. It's not really a sexual thing. And I, and I'll be like, man, I just need a good fucking spanking today. And am I, I like, want in and yeah, we can be spanking. For <laughs> We're all going to start spanking each other in here. Kinky you swear. <laughs> yes. Hell yeah. Kinky Hell swear. Yeah. Kinky swear. Um, yeah. And yeah. So I, I want to like also say, say, yeah, there's a way that we heal and we can go through these things in a deep way, but 
it's fun. Like this shit is fun. And people forget that it's play. It's called play for a reason. And mm -hmm. ultimately, hopefully it will bring more pleasure into our lives because we're equipped for pleasure, pleasure. And I don't think we access enough of it. You know, we don't. Mm. Mm -mm. Oh, Kimmy, I can't thank you enough for sharing all this. Is there anything you want to share too before we go? Anything you feel called to share? Yeah, I mean, I just want to let people know, you know, if you're having fantasies or interests in exploring outside your comfort zone to just know that you're human and it's okay, it's normal and to take care of yourself, always listen to your gut. And yeah, I celebrate you and your humanity and just keep it kinky. Have fun with Big it. Big time. And I celebrate what you're doing because like I Thanks. said, if if we are more talking about this, if we're more educated about it all, then we're just going to keep rising higher. It's such an important aspect of ourselves. So, so I'm glad to talk about this too at the beginning of 2021 because, uh, you know, Anything we can do to, and, and it boosts our immune system, doesn't it? Good sex. All of it, it ripples out into every aspect of your life. When Absolutely. you have that healthy core that's with your relationship to your sexuality, it's mm -hmm. going to affect everything in a positive way. Yeah, yeah. It's been a big study of mine for the last year. So uh, I'm really stoked to share this message and, and just thank you so much. And um, I want to just, yeah, you're just a total goddess. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. And I say, yes, mistress. And look at, look at what she brought me. She yes. brought me, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see it. My yes, mistress. That's tank right. top. How badass is this? <laughs> and um, if you want one, you can probably go to Kimmy yeah, Inch go, and get one. Come Kimmy to my in, website. KimmyInch.com. And if you want to want to chat about anything or interested in any of my services, check me out. I'm happy to do online and, and in-person stuff. Fabulous. So, yeah. Oh, and you're so good. I mean, I've only uh, done a few classes with you. Oops, sorry. I've only done a few classes with you and I've just, uh, I've gotten so much out of it. It's like broadened my mind and even just our she's conversations. She's my favorite student. She's teacher's pet, <laughs> Do I get a, a, what is it called? You get to stay a after funish? class for extra credit. <laughs> do I get a punishment? Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, we're going to put links up to everything too. Remember again, you can find her at Kimmy Inch, K-I-M-I-I-N-C-H, uh, basically anywhere. And Dommy Dolls too, D-O-M-I-D-O-L-L-Z yes. on YouTube. So thank you, Kimmy. I just, I love you to pieces so much. And I just thank you for taking the time and coming and sharing your message. Thank you. Thanks you. for having me, babe. <laughs> I had the best time. <laughs> See you again soon. I know. I feel like we should end with maybe a spanking or something Yay! like that. Can we? Yes, Can we? I would love that. Okay, come on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Come on. Yes. Okay. Thought you'd never ask. Let's see which camera will I go to. This one? Uh, wide shot. Wide yeah. shot? Mm -hmm. Let's go. Okay. So, you were such a good girl today. <laughs> we're going to give Amy a nice little stack yes. here. <laughs> and... Awesome. Thank, Thank you. you so much for being here for the Amy Edwards Show. Remember that we have Monday episodes too, and you can stay in touch with everything that's going on. Just subscribe to the newsletter at amyedwards.com. Follow me too on Instagram at realamyedwards or on TikTok at the Magic Babe. Look forward to connecting with you, and I'd love to hear what you thought of the episodes. Write to me, email me anytime, amy at amyedwards.com, or simply leave a review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify or wherever you listen to the show. Share it with a friend too. That matters and helps the show grow. Thank you so much for being here. Here's wishing you an epic day. Keep rising, keep glowing, keep shining. You're a star and I love you. Till next time.